With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. All right, everybody. Happy Monday. What a day it's going to be today. As you may or may not seen, I dropped a little non-spoiler review of Eternals. Still non-spoiler, but I'm going to have a longer conversation about it with my boy, Coy Jandrew, who saw the film with me. And now we finally get to talk about it. It's the non-spoiler review of Eternals, the latest Marvel film. We're going to go into depth on that. A lot of the episode really going to cover that. And the fact, first movie I've seen in the theater in like two years. But questions that we have, things that, uh, you know, in general, that there's going to be absolutely no spoilers in this one. I don't want to scare anybody at all because I know the movie has not come out yet. We will be doing a full spoiler review. That will be coming out soon. But we might catch up a little bit on on Dune um, as well. And there's mention of The Sopranos are going to do a prequel series. So little things like that. But the majority of this episode is really going to be Eternals and, and, and breaking it down. At least that's what I think. That's that's the that's the goal. But it's me, it's Koi, it's our show, it's the big thing. Please check us out. And let's get to it, man. It's time to go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the big thing. I'm Christian Harlow. This is our show here that we do. Joined by this character, Koi Jandrew. Just did the Spider-Man rewatch. Spider-Man 3 just dropped on Friday. Myself, Coy, and Winston. And we talked about it briefly, Coy, on the um, on that episode, how we were so we, we couldn't stop Keo talking about Eternals. Keo to actually Keo have this talk, conversation. We, 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 since we, I don't know, you sp- spoiled something for me. Not Did I? Not not on purpose. It was you and your stupid theories because you know so much about comic books. <laughs> you, you spoiled something. You said something on the show that actually happened. In in um, Eternals, yeah, I'm not, and again, okay, I, we, we I, won't do that. We'll here. Do, we'll talk about that on the spoiler That's review. That's so of funny. What you I didn't know that until this moment. It was just something you did when we were talking about it. Something you said, and I was like, "You bastard, guys!" I know comics. Yeah, it's um, a problem. But because I was kind of waiting for it to happen because you said it, and then it did. <laughs> but anyway, that's uh, that, that's 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 for our spoiler conversation. But Koi and I, we've been talking about Eternals for a little bit, and I told you that this was going to be the one that got me out of out of the house finally. Two years. It's been two years since that's I so saw a movie. Cool. You know, the last one I saw, it's almost two years, right? But it's a, a Bloodshot, the one with Vin Diesel, was what the last movie. What a dichotomy! Movie. What? <laughs> I didn't hate that movie as much. But as far as comic book genre content, absolutely night and day. Night and day. One night, of them is an day. '80s action movie. One of them is this sweeping epic. Yes, um, and that's exactly what this film is. This film is a sweeping epic, and I, you and I spoke about it afterwards. Everyone's been using the word dense for this film. It's appropriate. Yep. Um, everyone has been saying this movie is very long. It is. Should it have been as long as it is? Probably not. Am I happy that it is? Yes, I am. I like the length. I love the length. And you know what? I, I would argue the length is going to keep people that are going to hate it anyway away. I think it's a positive. I, I, yeah. I inherently like all of it about it. I think because this movie is so different than other Marvel films, that a lot of people who are expecting kind of the Marvel paint by numbers formula they've been doing for so long, mm-hmm. they're gonna not like it. Yeah. I think that there's this is just this is what what I this movie doesn't happen ten years ago because it's five years ago they allowed Chloe Zhao to make a Chloe Zhao movie, which 
I can't imagine in a million years they, they Edgar Wright. They, I mean, in different circumstances. This is the post Marvel committee fall apart movie. Yeah. To me, I don't know if you got. Do you know anything about the Marvel no, committee? No, tell me. So the Marvel committee was headed by Ike Perlmutter, which you've oh, heard right. all yes. sorts of legend yes. about. Yes. It was this little brain trust in New York that basically shut down Rebecca Ferguson as the villain in Iron Man Three because okay. of toy sales. Shut down doing an earlier Black Widow movie. Uh, caused all sorts of hindrance of people with color or women leading films. Mm. Had all of these things that basically made it this like phase one white problem. All of that was this Marvel committee. And to me, Eternals was, hey, that's over now. And they made this beautiful film. They made something that was actually what Kevin Feige has been shepherding yeah, see, forward this whole time. And for me, it's 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 less about the politics of it all when I when I look at it because sure, all that stuff you know warranted. But like I I just like the fact because to me it wasn't this isn't a this what there was no political statements there was none of this it was. The movie was a movie by a filmmaker who just got to do her thing. Yeah. Right? And it wasn't, didn't have to, still have to fit within the story. Basically, every Marvel movie is going to be, this is where we are going. This is what we are focusing on right now. This is the overall story of the Eternals. Not like a, not to take a shot at Last Jedi, but I like a Ryan Johnson thing where it's like, okay, Ryan Johnson, make your own Star Wars movie and change up whatever you want. That's not what this is. Yeah. This is... And you can speak more about this on, on the overall Eternal stuff, because I don't know enough about it. But what I can tell you is, going in someone who's never read the comics before the Eternals comics, knowing nothing about them, if you take away, and this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer, the references to Thanos and those little things to let you know, hey, this is a Marvel movie. By the way. Yeah. By the way. Without that, this is a standalone science fiction movie that was beautiful the shots the scenery see this in IMAX if you can see it in IMAX by the way um and it's just so different and it was this, I love new science fiction kind of fantasy films right yeah that's what this was to me this I didn't feel like I was watching a Marvel movie I felt like I was watching a science fiction film there were certainly elements like there's a lot of Superman type stuff in here Superman the Flash like yeah. it, it, it's their version like Icarus is Superman um what's the character's name that's, that's the Flash Oh, I she, her name. Yeah, yeah. so that, M- wow, look at you. Makari, wow. Makari, didn't okay, have to look okay, it up, Makari. Okay. I got scared. Wow. Um, <laughs> I've never seen you been stumped before. Uh, oh, no. Stumped the koi. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's 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 those, this to me seems like there are superhero elements to it. There's no doubt about it. But it just, I don't know, man. I, I loved this movie. I really loved it. I think this has more DNA with Dune than Iron Man. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a really important thing for me. And you said that it. before you saw Dune. And I did. Yeah. And, and then I saw Dune and I was like, hey, I'm having two amazing experiences that I've not had with anything else. It was really interesting to have these films that felt so beautifully symmetrical without having had either of those experiences ever before. I've never experienced anything like Eternals. I've never experienced anything like... Because it was different. 20 minutes in, I was like, I feel different sensations. And then it ended, and I was like, I would like another three hours, please. And that's a really beautiful feeling when you're in something that immersive. The movie puts you in a world in such a way that you want to live in it. Yeah, Yeah, you're you're so invested. There's a lot of like this kind of flashback moments and things that happen to, to set up. I think I've seen that some of the criticisms was that it wasn't that the characters weren't established enough. I feel I the opposite. So I, thought, well. I thought I cared more about the characters than I felt about a lot of characters recently because yeah. I'm watching it and and when certain things happen with certain characters, I was like, okay, I'm so invested in them. And because there's, and this is a hard thing to do and maybe easier to do because there's a 240 movie or whatever it is. It's hard to make that many characters and make me realize I can look at each one of those characters and say, oh, that's what that person's arc is. Yes. That's what that pers- person's thing is. Every person, every one of the Eternals 
has a thing. Yeah. And it's all and it's it's kind of magical to be able to do that in a, in that span because I'm I still stand by the fact that I beat the drum for television because television is a lot easier to establish characters and make you care. It's more like a comic book. Etern- Serialized, it, consistent. It is, but Eternals does a thing that is very rare to do, whether it's 240 or not, you have a very clear understanding. And once we get into, I mean, it, there's just like Icarus. You know what Icarus wants to do. They establish that he's the most powerful guy, his mantra, his understanding. And um, and then, with and, and it's it's very fun to see both of the snows going after Cersei. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like the fact that that that, that <laughs> very was, clever cast. That, that was very. They clever enjoyed cast. themselves. It, they they really did. And um, the only I mean, the, there are definitely some gripes for sure. I mean, the, and this I is have not, way less gripes than I usually do. Really, and that's really interesting because not only is this something that proved me wrong, I've always said you needed a series of films leading up to a team film, yeah. and then Guardians of the Galaxy showed me you can do it with fun. Yeah. This showed you me you can do it with drama. To me, it's actually beautifully reminiscent of the first time I saw the first Guardians, where I was so like, wait, are they assembling an Avengers-sized team of characters that are even less known? Like right. a rocket, a tree, a Star-Lord. All of that's insane to make one movie work. This is denser, it's dramatic, and it's it's uh, headier. This yeah. movie is a character study that is really a commentary on theology, morality, and mortality, which are way harder concepts than like a talking raccoon and and daddy issues. So yeah, like yeah. what this accomplished in one film, it proved to me you could do a Justice League in one movie, and I've always said that's impossible. Yeah, it's from the the way that they establish themselves, and the way I think the only reason I think it's a difference between like Justice League and this is that what this movie has a leg up on is that you don't know a lot of these characters. Sure. Right. So you're and less which, invested in yeah, like, you and know, some of the argument, like, journey. yeah. And some of the argument would be like, well, that's because then that should be easier to, to do a justice league movie. It's actually harder because you want to set up who, who, which actor, how they establish where they're getting, what version of it. There's so many different versions of right. Superman and Batman. Like it's tougher to do, but this movie, when you set this up and you see these characters and how, how long they've been around, why they've been around, the journey that they have to go through, the reason for their journey. Yes. Selma Hayek is fantastic as, as Jax. Ajax. Oh, I was going to say Ajax. Ajax. Um, She's really good in the role. I think she fits the, the leadership role. But i got to give kudos to Angelina Jolie. <sighs> because when Angelina Jolie was cast in this film, I said, well, it's very similar to how I felt when Will Smith was cast in Suicide Squad, and I was like, this is going to become a Will Smith movie. This is going to become an Angelina Jolie movie. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get out of the way of the ensemble. I was wrong on both accounts um, because Will Smith was phenomenal in that film. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that movie, but he was great in the movie, uh, and, he, and, he, and he fit the cast very well and didn't try to take over and make it a Will Smith film. Agreed. Even though his storyline was, was very prominent, and so was hers, but she just does the job. Yeah. And, and she doesn't try to say, look at me, I'm Angelina Jolie. Here's my big, huge moment. She has her moments, but they're well-deserved. But they're, they're ensemble moments. They're, they're, they're abs- never, um, yes. I'm, I'm showboating or pulling focus. Never. All of her focus is appropriate to the story. Yeah. And every time you're captivated by her, it's intentional. It's not like Jolie. Like you're, you're shown what to be invested in. And I was so impressed by like eight leads. Effectively. Yeah. This, this is the best that she's been. Um, in Since a long like time. Interrupted. It's a long time. She's <laughs> yeah. really good in this. Um, not that she's been bad in other stuff, but it was just like she didn't have to be Angelina Jolie. I bought her as Thina. I just yeah. that's who I saw her as. I didn't see her as Angelina Jolie. So the actress who plays Cersei, mm-hmm. um, 
Let me get the actress name the way better. She, at she's the she's the the, the really Gemma the, Chan. Okay, so she's the Gemma Chan. Mm-hmm. So she's the she's the protagonist in this film. Um, I think she's really good in it. I feel like she had the least to do out of everybody. You know, I had an interesting conversation about, and this is going to stay just as spoiler free, yeah. uh, about Dune, where if you're so focused on a lead for a length of movie like this, because yeah. Dune's 235, they're very similar in yeah, a lot of ways, yeah. where you know them more because of runtime, I yeah. feel like there's less of those spicy moments, Dune pun intended, yeah. where you're going to be like character actor, where you're going to be like this. So I feel like they have to do less at a time Otherwise, it'd be overwhelming. Think about if they were doing as much gravitas and big. No, I know, work. but I just mean character moments in general. I feel, I feel like, I, feel? like I, she, the moments that she had were good, mm-hmm. but I just feel like she was the most underdeveloped out of all of the characters. I felt Sprite mm-hmm. was was very well developed, and there was a reason for a lot of the stuff that she was going through. Druig's my favorite man. Druig I, is I, can phenomenal. I, that kid is so. What's that kid? Keown, man. Okay, Barry Keown. So he was really good in Dunkirk. Yeah, he is really. I mean, he's he p- always pops up and he's really good. I think this is. He reminds me of Tyler Sheridan. I see that. Yeah, and he he steals the show. Can I Tyler, say to hear an Irish accent? Like I'm I'm Irish. Irish. Yeah. Like come on. But like my family's Irish. To hear an Irish accent in a Marvel film, I didn't think would impact me as much. No. But like when it happened, I was like, oh my, I'm, I know. my people. He's, like it was so impactful. He's really good and. Again, without spoilers going into it, where they go with him is Brilliant. is a really good spot. Yeah, and I'll just say that where they go with him, uh, Kyle Manjani. Uh, yeah, uh, who, man. Uh, who uh, I always Kamel is Kamel. is such a genius. Uh, I think what they do with Kamel uh, Kingo's his character name. Uh, yes. What they do with Kingo is they allow us to have the Kamel and and eat it too, so to speak. We get to have. He gets to be he gets unlike to Angelina. Be, right. He gets to be the character, but it suits Kingo it, while also suiting Camille. It does because he also has a purpose, yeah. right? And he's and he is the things that he does. But Camille, I thought what what he was so good at was he's the one in this movie that if you're missing that Marvel humor, he's the one who suits it. Mm-hmm. He's the one that puts it in there. The Marvel humor that that fits, right? right. It's not the Guardians of Two. Everybody gets a joke stuff. This is more of like. It fits, and there's a great dynamic that he's got with another character that I won't kind of go into, but, like, that stuff played well. There was a couple times where I did, it felt, a li- it was weird because you're watching, like, this kind of beautiful, dramatic film, and then it just, these comedic moments popped in, like, oh, we need it to get a little funnier so it's not too drab right here. You mm-hmm. felt that? and that's, uh, Like, twice, but that's yeah. not bad. It's not bad. But, yeah, no, I think I know two specific moments that, yes. like. But as far as the density goes, and as far as, what you will ask people to do, and even we've just done it already five times already in this review, is you have to keep going back. Wait, who was that? What was their name? It, it's like a Game of Thrones episode. Because I don't want to get it wrong now in spoiler-free and have you have an association with the character, so I'm just double-checking. Like, they're yeah. dense names. And, like, Fastos is a name that you only hear a couple times, and he's a very important character, Brian Tyree Henry's character. He's great. But you only hear his name a couple times, so you really have to be focused up because that's an essential part of the entire team, yeah. but it's not badly written. Because you know when you watch, like, a bad, like, a student film, and they're like, hey, Jim, how you doing, Bob? Hey, Bill. No. And they don't, they don't let you have that. They trust you as an audience, and I think that's the strength of this film is... Marvel trusted Chloe Zhao, yeah. and Chloe Zhao trusted us to be invested. Is it, is it Zhao? Or? Is it Zhao or Zhao? I thought, I thought, we thought it was Zhao. Zhao. I don't know. It's with a Z. I just oh, don't know how to pronounce Chloe, it. Zhao, but maybe maybe you're right. I, I mispronounce everything. So one of us. Like, one yeah. of us is right. Right. So, but <laughs> either way, she does a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, and 
And she trusted us. And the she does. And I think that that's the thing. The question is, it's it's the audience. If the audience is ready for this type of movie, yeah, um, where you you have all your superhero moments. I mean, those those moments are in there for sure. It's just there are those long sweeping shots. There yeah. are there is those dramatic shots. Of like if someone, like in normal, mo- in it, well, the usual Marvel movies we've seen, everything's fast, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. There's they, she takes her time with a shot. If, if people are holding your hands, you'll get a close up on the hands. Yeah, and and is it just to do an artistic shot? It's not. It's 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 the impact of the moment. It's the right. reason for why why it's happening, and that is what was so fascinating to me is that like every the way that she was telling a story throughout her imagery, I was just. I didn't want to leave. Like, I had to pee one point. I'm like, yeah. don't tell me, tell me everything. I, I was like, I just didn't want, I didn't want to miss anything. Yeah. Um, and it's a dense enough movie that even though it's 240, you can't really leave. I, no, like you when can't. you came back, I had to explain a decent amount and you were gone like two minutes. I was gone. It was really fast. Yeah. A fast pier. And it's close. So, By the yeah, right there. But right. like, there's a, there's a lot going it's on. It's a long every hallway though. It's a long That's hallway true. that theater. But, um, but, but either way it was, there was just, there's a lot going on. It's something that I think I definitely want to watch that movie again. Same. And the thing with that film is that sometimes, whether it's a comic book movie or just movies in general, you see the movie, it goes in, you can talk about it, you forget it. Right. Right. As I replay this movie in my head, I remember it all. I've been thinking about it nonstop, yeah. too. It didn't leave me it didn't when leave I left. Me. I'm with it now. Yeah. And I love being in that world. And the and music. Oh. oh. Who did the score? Uh, Who did the score? I don't know. Tell up. me, tell I'm me. I'm gonna find out. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna I'm, look I'm, it up. I'm downloading that score. It's that's, just that's, that's, it's done. epic. It reminds me. Like this is why I was uh, where I think. I, I at this at the time that this comes out, I would have I will have already seen Dune, but Raman Jawadi, what R A M I N D J A W A D I. I wonder if that's the same person did the score for Dune. Let's find. Let's, oh, that'd be interesting. Uh, Westworld, Game of Thrones, Game Iron of Thrones. Man. Okay, yeah. Instead of Grimm, okay. Space Jam, big hit. Interesting. Ga- Game <laughs> of Thrones. So it has, that's that's where that's the that's the, that's main, the that's the main composer from for that's I knew I knew that name. It's yep. the main composer for for Game of Thrones. Um, and you felt it. Yeah, hundred percent. You felt it. Um. And as far as Kit Harrington goes, uh, I don't want to talk about his role in general because I don't want to get too into the plot for the beginning. You know, I could just say he's 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 the the boyfriend of, of Cersei. Yep. Who then uh, f- finds out you know what's going on? They go on their mission. They everybody reconnects and they have to connect this team again. Um, but the connection to the team and just the way that all that all played out and. Uh, yeah, I I, I I told the line. It's it's a of, tricky of what I want to say. Yeah, because uh, the next it. time is going to be bananas. Yeah, but uh, I yeah. yeah, but I will say that as a Kirby fan, anyone that's watching this wondering how they handle the Kirby stuff, you've seen a Celestial in the trailer. You're not ready to right. see one in a theater. Right. It's Especially so in IMAX. powerful. It Especially is so IMAX. yeah. Like yeah. it is way more i remember doing watching trailer reactions because yeah. i was like what are people gonna think of this and then everyone going <gasps> and you can tell the people that are like fans of the comic you're not ready if you like celestials for the scope of this movie it's you know the other thing is that everyone was talking about what marvel's gonna do after infinity war right yeah well they're swinging for the fence yeah <laughs> because this is the, 
you again, Marvel would never be able to do this movie ten years ago without the success of the Marvel machine, mm-hmm. because this is a very risky movie. Not only for the scale of it, not only for the difference in filmmaking, but for the complexity of what it is and how it kind of ties into things. And again, without you, you just know from the trailer that that here's this group of of Eternals who've been around forever can't really interfere in human beings lives but they've been watching over us for a long time and as far as the who the why the when and all that starts to play and if you've been watching like what if and loki and all like they're just going for these big moments and if you've seen the trailers for no way home like they're going more out there with the multiverse and everything that they've done so they're like this phase of marvel will lose people um it'll gain a lot of people but it'll lose people like i think that when there's going to be a lot of people watching this movie going, wait, what? Who? Wait, I mean, what is that? that I has think to play the benefit of it is the 10 years because like the MCU started 13 years ago. People that were yeah. 15 that are 28 now. So I think it's smart to let it mature now. I think yeah. it was smart to wait the 10-year mark and yeah, then let absolutely. it mature because now yeah. we're all at least 10 years older. Yeah. But like if you're at an age where you're like, oh, Iron Man, you're now probably you know late 20s. Yeah. So there's also the benefit of, like you said, this is really brave. If this was a $2 million art house film with this plot, it would struggle. Yeah. This is a $200 million art house film. It's incredible that the Marvel machine is like, hey, we're trusting you enough that you're going to be. Especially this someone, is her, so intricate. Her budgets before these two, what does she work with a budget of like maybe $100,000? You look at those two movies the horse that she did. budget. Dude, that, that Ryder movie, if it costs. The camera. If it costs $40,000, right. I'd be surprised. And right? so to go from that and with no just Land. as intricate of a, of a situation. Yeah, that's a lot of trust. Right. That's a lot of trust inside. And, and, and paid she, off. And she annihilates. Yeah. She annihilates. I'm such a massive fan of hers and what she and what she pulls off. And like she made a different comic book movie because that's. that we, we were just so used to seeing a lot of the same type of things. And comic books are so not comic book movie comics. Like, I love that we have this now yeah. because people that don't like comic book movies are always like, oh, why would you read comic books for a living? This shows you how much more it can be. And, and even when you got like a Dark Knight, which really changes it into heat, like even that, you can still have people that don't like heat or, or right. action movies still be like, uh, comics. This might bring people to show that comic I wonder, books though, are very different. I wonder though, because, you know, you look at the people who were just the film critics raving over No Man Land and the and the Rider. If those people are probably the same adamant people who th- who probably think Chloe uh, sold out, right? And the fact that they they throw the flag into big the big Marty ground. fans, big Scorsese fans, yeah. And they go, <laughs> okay, we we can't see it, we can't do it. I'm curious for people who just like big science fiction. Like if you didn't know this was a Marvel movie, and you just because they don't like I said, there's a couple tie-ins with the mm-hmm. with the MCU, and it could go right over in your head. You wouldn't care. There is there is one particular scene though, without getting into the details of it, that I had to for this block everyone out in the theater because they ask you, they're basically screaming at you, pay attention to every <laughs> single thing said because if you turn your head for a second you will not know what's going on like yeah. they're trusting in you to be smart enough to look in there and say okay so that person that does that and that and that can I wait what because there are a couple times I'm like wait 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 what I, I, I need subtitles uh, and, and then that, <laughs> it's like, a math equation it, at points there is there like it's it is complex yeah and it is and for people who are using continuing to use the word dense my favorite is some idiot tweeted at me and was just like other people are using the word dense, so you're not the first person to say it. I'm like, it's been a word in the English vocabulary for so many years. 
I made a fantastic four William Shatner joke. And it was like, you stole that joke. And I was like, you mean these four people going to space in blue suits reminds people of other pop culture yeah. events? So, but <laughs> The it, internet, it, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. That's why I don't do it. Um, <laughs> but it's... Uh, Here we are. Dude, on YouTube. All right, on the YouTubes. <laughs> but it, it, I don't know, man. This was, a, this was a very special movie for me. Not only the fact that, like I said, it's the first one I ventured yeah. back into. And I, that's, that's why I was nervous, too. I'm like, am I, do I... Go to a movie that I haven't been to. Do I really want to see this movie? And then I'm, if, I, if it's not very good, am I going to be bummed? Is Have you seen Shang-Chi? Not yet. Okay, so Shang-Chi is... If you've seen Shang-Chi, this will give you some context. I would say Shang-Chi is about 70% Marvel movie, 30% not. Martial arts, right? More it's more very martial arts epic. I like that. See, I but like it's that. like a I would 70, rather have been 70 martial arts. Uh, but there's still the tone you've got to exist in. Yeah, I'd say this is 90-10. Yeah. Would you agree? Like, this is a 90% not Marvel film. Yeah. And and that's so yeah. what a leap. That's what I because remember about everyone it. left Shang Chi like wow that didn't even feel like a Marvel movie most of the time. There's still a lot of tonalities. This is ninety no, ten. You can I'm literally you. it's it's Iron Man big so is important. And I, I made it clear like I, I I really enjoy watching the Marvel films. I've, mm -hmm. I've but it was very refreshing to not have a Marvel film. Yeah, just, even though it was a Marvel film. <laughs> you know, sure. like it was it was just it was I don't know like that's why I think that I was so curious about this because of her work, because of the fact that it seemed like more of like a kind of science fiction crazy movie. And yeah. that's what I wanted to see. And the way that that played and the way that it sets things up. And like, I'm all in this, this phase to me is the phase that I really want. I'm like parallel universes, multiverse. Like that's all crazy shit. I've been thinking in my head for, for years or whether it exists, how it exists. So when they start playing into that, I know people keep telling me I need to watch dark. I've never seen dark yeah. on Netflix. Have you seen it yet? Yeah. See people talk Very about much your speed. That's what everyone's talking about. So I need, I, but, but also do more acid. Right. But playing, but playing into this and playing into the mythology and where they go. Um, and then, yeah, say, like I forget all the names already. What's, what's our boy with the Irish uh, accents? Druid. What a role. Oh, my God. What a role. And I love this purpose. I also want to say that the trailers do an impeccable job of not giving anything away. No. They held this so no. close to the vest because even just now saying Druig, I think of him in the trailer like, beep, beep, and we talk about the plot, and it's like, okay, they gave some ideas to bring you into the theater, but I didn't know much of the story you know, going they, into this. They, they did a really good job marketing I it. think everybody has a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard to do with that many people. Like, everybody has a lot to do. And then, um, so who plays... So Angelina Jolie is paired up with the dude who can do the power punch. Yeah, Kingo. Uh, yeah, Kingo. No, that's not Kingo. Kingo is is Camille. Oh, not Camille. You're right. You're talking about the uh, the dude from Train to Busan. Yes. Uh, his name. I'm going back because to, I want to make he sure. was because at first I thought it was I, it was so fast. I was like, is that Benedict Wong? You're like, no, it's the dude from uh, Train Gilgamesh. How did I forget Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh? That's a great right. name. And so Gilgamesh is. Um, is also great. He yeah. Is, like, it's amazing how you're able to pack in, in 240, so much purpose with characters. Also, I want to say, and I, I didn't look up the IMDb until this moment, there are three people uncredited. Yeah. It's only a 20-person cast. Nuts. How insane is it I we know. have eight leads I know. in a 17-person in a cast? And they don't step on each other. I didn't even put that together. That's in, but they don't step on. At each no other. point watching the movie did I feel like it was spacious. It felt so it much. Did. It did. So wow. Um, yeah, man. It's gonna be. But but I am also very aware that when people see this movie, there are gonna be a lot of people not feeling this. Yeah. I, a lot of our colleagues. Oh, guaranteed. Talking to after the film was already. I mean, we were talking to a few people who were just like, yeah, I didn't buy the team together. Mm -hmm. I didn't buy. I didn't feel like they were the right match. I didn't feel like the casting was right. They were blew my mind. Yeah, but I mean, look, that's. But I think that's going to come from some people. I think that why did it need to be so long? There was it was a little too 
convoluted. This is, I can see all those criticisms. I yeah. really, I really can. I just this was just the movie. This this movie was made for me for yeah. sure. Like I, this is my kind of movie. I'm a I'm a I like to think about what religion means to people. So I like movies that are heady, and I yeah. like to think about what abstract concepts are to people and I think about what multiverses are to people and I like to think about what it is that makes a hero a hero. If you like to think this is your jam. Like this is a thinker. I think that's what it is. You know, it's the fact that like I just really like the ideal the idea of the film, the like it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's really gorgeous and like oh, so I guess a criticism I guess and maybe I, maybe I warmed up to it throughout it is that the um so the overall premise of the film is like once again is that the the Eternals are there and they're protecting the only time that they can interfere is when the so and sos come in whether deviants the, the deviants when the deviants come in so the deviants I had an issue with at first because they looked CGI ish to me mm-hmm. and I was hoping that she would go more practical effects with them um but as time went on I think I just my eyes kind of adjusted adjusted to it um because I'm always they seemed different, but not really. Like it is tricky because it's shot on film, and I think it's yeah. really hard for our brains to go, like, that resolution means digital resolution. Right. It's just a different... It our was. brain absorbs differently. That was the only thing as far as the overall look. The Deviants, to me, could have looked a little better, um, but even they had a purpose. And as an abstract, the Deviants look better than most CGI. I think it's just the juxtaposition on film. Yeah, Because they look good they objectively. Look they look fine. But with film, you're like, yeah, I'm watching a sunset and I'm vibing. Yes, I think yeah, as it, as the movie goes on, I I I accepted it more and more. When they first showed up, my God, is this gonna be like just another kind of brainless monsters things? Yeah. And and they do more with them than yeah. just that. So that that was why I was like, okay, yeah, then the, they got me. So, um, I mean, look, there's there's a lot more to th- that we could talk about. <laughs> it's two forty, and it's gonna be a seven hour conversation. It's gonna be a long. It's surface. gonna be a long time, but but other, but. You know, the most important thing for you guys to realize, besides just going to see a movie that you like, is that what you really need to do is you got to wash your butts. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to wash your butts. Everybody in the MCU has to wash their butts. You got to wash your butts. Because ha- do you guys do you have any idea what Tushy is? I well, don't. Do you not know what Tushy Teach is? Teach me. Oh, dude. So we, we had Tushy at, um, on SEN Live, and they're back now for Big Thing, and I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, Tushy is the, is the modern bidet company. Oh, and, man, yeah. I love bidets. Dude, it washes away the messiest of poops, leaving you with a better clean than toilet paper. So, you know, look, there's some, there's some times when it's just, we all like food. Sometimes food doesn't do the nicest things to our systems, and you can have a rough experience in, in the bathroom. Yep. Well, instead of having to punish your toilet paper, <laughs> you got tushy. Because I have a question for all you guys. Is your butt clean enough to sit on the couch naked? <laughs> no, it is not. There's the bar. But if you get tushy, which is the modern bidet that attaches directly to your toilet, and how long do you think, Coy? How long do you think it takes to put it together? Under 10 minutes, Coy. I was not going to go. I was going to go 30. I was, I was going to be Under ambitious. Under 10 minutes. Imagine all the weird stuff that you can do <laughs> with a tushy behind you. If you get poop on you or any part of your body, you'd probably just ripe, wipe it right off. No, you'd wash it. Stop wiping and start washing with Tushy, the modern bidet that attaches directly to your toilet. The second we got one of these, I was so excited. I felt so classy. Yeah, it's very high-class feeling. It's like, ah, oh, You don't ever want to wipe your butt ever again. Mm-hmm. You want to wash it. It's it, archaic when you think about it. It is, you have to, it is the modern bidet for people who, who poop. You just poop, you wash, and you pat dry. And guess what? Everybody poops. If you listen to this, you poop. You we poop. know it. The Tushy bidet, this is what it features. It washes your butt with water for a better clean than toilet paper. 
washing with water is less irritating and more soothing for your asshole. It's easy to install. It attaches to the toilet in under 10 minutes. There's no electricity or plumbing needed. Using a tushy bidet reduces your toilet paper by, using, by use by 80%. It saves you money. It's, echo, it's eco-friendly, and it's stylish. Tushy has a full product line to help make the restroom the best room, which includes Tushy Automan, which is the sleekest toilet stool designed to help you poop at 100%, 100% of the time. It's rated number one by Wirecutter. New Tushy Brush. It's the only t- uh, it is the new toilet brush with disposable scrubbing pads, so you can use a clean brush every time, and there's much more. But if you want to start washing with a Tushy bidet for a better clean, go to hellotushy.com slash live. Get 10% off plus free shipping. It's a special offer for big thing listeners at hellotushy.com slash live for 10% off. After you buy and install your Tushy, show it off. Tag us at Hello Tushy on Instagram. Awesome. It's, I'm, I'm happy they're back. I love <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, I'm it's, a bidet guy. People, I don't know them, but I'm going to learn. People get, people get, they don't, they're like, well, I don't know. I just, I'm so used to, people, we're not used to things. Right. I mean, humans are so habit forming. Right. We just get stuck in our ways. Make the habit washing your ace. I mean, this movie changes the Marvel Universe, change your change butt your universe. Butt, change your butt universe. Um, <laughs> How how well do you think this movie's going to do? Remember, because it's two, it's, it's, it's going to, uh, one, logistically, it's going to be hard to do well because of the length. Because you can only schedule three a day in a I house. I know, but there's other movies that, I mean, uh, Dark Knight and. Oh, sure, sure. There's but if you think movie. about the actual logistics of housing a movie, yeah, if I a know. theater's open 12 hours, you get four. You only get so many screenings, depending on how many screenings Disney so that's rented tricky. out. But there's less competition these days huh. and more theaters that you can play it in. And it's sold out all over. I just looked. That's what I mean. So I think it's going to do well. Yeah. I think it's going to be a big first weekend. I think it's going to be a decent drop. People yeah. are going to be like, Marvel's dead. And then I think it's going to have legs from week two to three to four. But I think week one to right. two is going to drop because it's not going to be for everybody. Because and then I think it's going to be the biggest polarity in Rotten Tomatoes score for Marvel yet. For, as far as audience goes. I think critics are going to like it more than the audience by a lot. Yeah. I think audiences are going to put it in the 40s. Wow. And I want them to put it in the 80s. And I think critics are going to put it in the 80s. Maybe the 90s. I wonder. I put it in the 90s. I, 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 I do, too. I, I rated it really highly. I, I don't come out of this movie, though. I know we, we might differ, but I don't come out of this movie going, thinking, how is everybody not going to love this thing? I understand where people are going to, some people are oh, going to be like, I get it. I don't get it. But uh, I disagree. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying that if you don't get it, you're stupid, which is going to, people are going to argue because people yeah. are angry all the time. But I am saying that there's something in this for almost everyone, but they might not find it. Like, it's, there might it's, be... It's really asking you to... Because, and to be fair, some people just go to the Marvel movies to just slam popcorn in their face, have some fun, and move. Like, this is asking you to, to really put on your thinking cap, watch everything, you know, pay attention to every Yeah, that's detail. why I brought up the math and religion. Yeah. Like, all the things it, that make you think, like, it, when you lean back. It does. <laughs> it does. I, I, I thought it was great, man. I really did. But speaking of Dune, moving on to Dune... Um, I, as I said, by the time this comes out, I will have seen it. My review is probably up. You saw it last night yeah. um, in real time. Uh, what <laughs> thoughts it's overall? It's incredible how much I was putting the two movies we're talking about together. Yeah, do you feel it's, the same way, though, that yeah. people are going to feel like it's either... It's going to be the same audience that loves gonna it? You think I'm going to like it? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, 100%. Okay. Uh, but it's the same audience that will have problems with both, and it's the same audience that will love both, and yeah. they're different movies. But there's a lot of tonality choices, and there's a lot of patience. There's a lot of having you think. But I would say Dune is, which is incredible because Eternals is dense, 
Dune's denser. That's what I heard. So um, Dune this is, is a book. I mean, the books and I. I think I'm going to watch it with subtitles. I think that's that, fair. I think that that's one of the reasons why I like the in day release. Yeah. Um. Because there's certain movies I like with subtitles. Movie theaters have subtitles now. AMC just installed a thing where you can read it while you're watching. They give you a little screen right in front of you. I don't want to do that. That's fair. So I'd rather watch it on the actual screen itself because I can still pay like to be to do this. Well, like, the the big release is opening weekend. They're starting to do one house with subtitles on the screen. Okay. So they're starting to do one house. It depends on the movie. Now, every movie I don't want that, sure. but like a movie like Dune. But Dune might. Yeah, I mean, I know some people like watch it the first time and then watch it with subtitles. I don't have that much time. Yeah, that's five you hours know, that's, of your life. That's a lot. Almost six. But I'm looking forward because I I planned out that's why we're taping this today um because we'll have this episode up and i can i already have monday's Mm pre-taped and steph is going to come over earlier so we do the the star wars rewatch that's probably up already and you'll have seen dune by the time we do our spoiler eternals i i I will have seen by the time this comes out yeah i will have already have a review up so it'll be great for you and i to when we get to the spoiler to go go both but so denny villeneuve i'm sure (laughs) murders it yeah, he's probably my favorite working director yeah. next to Fincher, and Fincher doesn't put out a lot of like Fincher takes like five years between movies. Yeah. I think most consistent and good, Denny. Uh, Blade Runner is uh, impossible, and I think I would argue Prisoners is maybe the most underrated film of the last twenty years. Wow, like Prisoners it's is a good movie. I, I think it's an A plus, and I think it's talked about by like seven people. So when I mean, eight underrated. You really got to look at it. Yeah, nobody it, talks about it now. When it, right when it first came out, it was kind of a big talk but yeah then it just kind of went under the radar but I there's mean, not a lot of a pluses arri- arrival that don't, to me is yeah is, is that his arrival i love arrival but people talk about arrival and of i course. just feel like prisoners of is course. like weirdly an a plus that everyone's like yeah, oh I, like I agree i'm just saying out of all of them arrival's my favorite because and this is that yeah okay this is blade runner this is arrival the reason i love arrival so much is because to me like as i was telling you like i'm i'm time travel and the way time works and all that. Like I'm fascinated by it. And I think that's the most accurate description of the way time travel works. If in oh, my I love head, that. Yeah. Yeah. In arrival, um, the way that they play that and the way that it, that it works. Like I, I so much, even talking about it, I want to see it again. It's one of my favorite movies, um, especially for that year. And, I like his I like his approach. I don't like the way that he's been going about with Dune, getting people in the theater and 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 kind of telling people that if you're watching it on HBO Max is wrong and blah 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 blah. Like I got a family. Yeah. I mean, I'm a theater guy, but I don't have a family. So yeah, I, I can't speak to your experience yeah. and I don't know if that he should either. <laughs> it's it's easy it's easy to, you know, it's it's easy for a lot of people to get out to the movie theaters and it, it's not. Yeah. You know, like I had to make I had to make the move to get to Eternals and that was the first one that I chose at a long time. I'm going to start dipping my toe back in the water and I had an opportunity to see both back to back, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, but I I I didn't because it, again, it's hard to do with, with the family. Um but I really want to see Dune and yeah. I'm I'm very curious about it. So I liked it cuz I knew nothing about it. I'd never yeah. seen the original. And I didn't read the book, but like, so it was really nice for me to be able to enjoy some sci-fi without context because I'm always going into these movies like connect the dots. Right. And it's really a struggle. That's how I went into Eternals. You get to experience it. I get to experience it. Which is hard for me because everyone, I know people are going to be wondering what I thought of the connections. And this time I got to be like, yo, I'm just watching a movie. That's cool. And it was really nice because it deals with concepts that I really love in ways that I hadn't even thought of. So it's kind of cool when you like, you have a thought experiment and you're like, Hey, and right. then they do it in an action set piece. Right. And How so, was Chalamet? Oh, dude, really I, I loved him, but yeah. a lot of people I know have the problem you have with Gemma Chan. And I don't think that's a, not enough to not just not enough. But I yeah. but I would argue it's it's because they have so much more time. So who has the did. most to do? I mean, Momoa? I feel like Momo- I, I feel like everyone that's Except supporting him. 
is stealing every scene they're in because if he did that, it would be too big of a movie. I'm pumped to see it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do the same thing I did with the Suicide Squad and even what I've been doing with the Spider Man. I'm gonna shut yep. the blinds. I'm gonna block everything out. Probably grab some grab a snack, pump up the surround sound, and just Have watch theater. it. Here. I think That's Ferguson it. and Brolin are my MVPs. Okay, Ferguson is everything she's in. I'm always like enamored yeah, yeah, by yeah. her. Um, and Zendaya is. I don't know how she exists. Like she's, she's such so an ethereal. Like, what are you? And then, like, even in even in Spider Man, I'm always like, she's just so transfixing. Yeah. But this movie knows that, so I feel like in in the Spider Man movies, they're like, look at Mary MJ, and then like, like, how is this woodland nymph creature here? And they just ignore it. And then and then this, they're like, we found a woodland nymph right, creature. Right, right, right. So I really enjoyed them leaning into how I see her. Yeah. And then the movie itself, um, I. Spoiler alert, psychedelic advocate. Uh, there's this thing called Spice, yeah, which is... That's, that's in the, that's in the it's, Yeah, I'm not giving anything yeah. away. The Spice is a multi-function uh, thing that makes me feel like it's a very pro-my-experience-of-certain-things movie, and that's such a foundational thing. It's really cool to yeah. see in a sci-fi movie them make that distinction. Yeah. So then it gets into politics, then it gets into religion, then it gets into all sorts of giant hierarchies so you of power. you think again. Yeah. I like it. So two Tribalism. thinking movies back-to-back. Back. I, I dig it. It's everything. I dig it. I'm it's also like uh, colonization commentary, yeah. but on a scale that makes America look... It's so cool to look at us from a lens that isn't an American lens, and this movie is very much not the American take on colonization. I'm so bizarre. I'm. It's it's so bizarre to think that right now there's a review up already of Dune for me, as, <laughs> I, t- as I talk about it, as I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, where I either really liked it or I hated it. Arrival. Right. You're having time. It's, it so is. <laughs> so it's, it's so curious to see. So what did I think of it, guys? Yeah, I'm really so curious what you thought of it. So if you're watching this show right now, what did I think of it? Did I like it? Uh, <laughs> Leave a comment below with tell Christian's me. thoughts yeah. from the future. Tell me from the future. Uh, you were able to see in the future, if you watched my Dune review, put it in the live chat if you're watching this on Premiere or in the, <laughs> in the comments, and tell me, did I like it? Uh, sh- should I be excited for it? Uh, because that's gonna be that's gonna be a blast. I'm looking forward to doing that. That I took the I took the morning off nice. to make sure that I can watch that movie so I could put the review out. My Eternals review will be out on Sunday. The well, it was a, that's Before also this. that's also yeah, already out. Preceding this, All right? So you've already seen that, and then our, <laughs> our spoiler review will come out. I think that we'll probably put it out the weekend that the movie comes out this Friday. Mm-hmm. So sometime, maybe it's Saturday or Sunday, we'll put it up. Yeah, I, I'd give. Uh, we'll give a lot of warnings, and we'll probably save some of the later stuff for the later review. But yeah, I think I'll probably fair. probably put it out on Sunday and put like a big spoiler Giant. warning on it that just says it's a spoiler review. Yeah, I only, think that's fair. only check it out if you've seen the movie because it, oh, it, it's going to have a big enough opening weekend that people will be. I th- and I think it out. Sunday's fair for the people that want to watch it; yeah. they'll have seen it. Yeah, yeah. we have seen it. Um, and if you haven't, don't click on it. There you go. That's, there you go. Come back later. That's it. So you got Dune. You got Eternals coming out. So the big movies are hitting. And what, what we got? You saw Ghostbusters. Let's yeah, get into that. man. So Ghostbusters too. Are you allowed to talk about that? Is it still embargo? Uh, I can give the Vegas thoughts. Oh, so I can okay. give social when's media the embar- thoughts. When's the embargo? Uh, uh, the movie's out until mid November. So really? I would imagine. Yeah, dude. Oh wow. So I saw Wicked out. early, okay. but I can social media thought tell you yeah. that it is probably my favorite of the retro. Movies rebuilds, yeah, because like uh, they do them so well in a way that's like tongue in cheek. This is the heart of Ghostbusters. It, this, con- it connects this, to the first first two, and it doesn't do it in a way that's like love us. It right. does it in a way that's like, hey, do you remember why you loved us? Right, we're gonna make that movie. Like it, this feels like an eighties film. Original theme, yeah, good. 
And it also, I mean, Ivan Reitman, uh, so I can say about the experience because yeah. that they've aired. Uh, Jason directed it, his son, Ivan yes. Reitman's son, but Ivan Reitman's chair was connected to director chair. So they were literally side by side the whole time. That's awesome. So Jason directed it, but his if, dad was there helping out. Literally, That's I got cool. a shoulder. So it was really cool. Um, the cast is really darling. I ended up covering it for Sony at New York Comic Con, yeah. so I like got to meet the whole cast. Oh, that's cool. I got to I got to be the first civilian to thank Jason Ivan Reitman. That's great. Like just as a as a Ghostbusters fan, I got to. I didn't. Did realize, you moderate the panel? Uh, so I went to cover the boys panel. Yeah. And then I knew a couple Sony people. They're like, hey, you should stay around for Ghostbusters. And I was like, ah. And they were like, you should stay around Ghostbusters. Like, okay. So I took their advice, and then I ended up doing all the social media for New York Comic Con with Straw Hat Goofy. So I ended up covering it that's with. That's great, dude. But I walked off to the right yeah. while the credits were rolling to ask them about socials, what they wanted to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jason and I went to my left. They've been watching the crowd through like a little window. Oh, that's cool. So I got to be like, you guys just blah 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 blah. It literally is what I always wanted Lethal Weapon Five to be, yeah. which is a continuing not a remake. look at this yeah, yeah. and yeah. i feel like they keep remaking they, i i think that trend is starting to go me too i think they, what i mean you look at matrix right they're yep. not re, uh, what was the other even, even this stupid home alone movie still continuation it's a continuation it's not a remake people right. think that it was a remake it wasn't i think it looks terrible yeah but i'd rather them go f- continuing the story because because buzz McAllister shows up in the trailer yeah right he's as a cop now um, and this isn't as linear as that, to be fair. But it's the heart that's continuing on it, in a way that like it's is fine. important. Yeah, it's fine. But but it's but it's not a remake, right? And that's the problem that a lot of these movies had. They were trying to remake stuff. You don't need to remake it. Tell it like I keep and I and I every time this conversation comes up, I keep bringing it up, and I'm going to continue to. It, for the longest time, and I think people are coming away from it. It was so taboo to even mention doing another Back to the Future. Yeah. Right. You can. What if somebody, not Tom Holland now, because it's always Tom Holland. That, that, <laughs> that, that, but imagine like someone like, like a Tom Holland who finds the DeLorean, right, in a certain time period in time, and then has to go back to 1992. because that goes. would be 30 years but, ago. Yeah, which right, me. crazy. But wherever he goes, but like you can do another Back to the Future, yeah, without Michael J. Fox. It's it's you can do it. Don't make the person Marty. You know what? Don't make a new yeah, doc. You know, that's what they keep that's doing. They, the, that's they had what been they doing. Were doing. Yeah, yeah. And I which think doesn't work. I think they're going away from that. I yeah. think that because there's still this thing now. Every time a movie comes out inside of the franchise, they're like, "Oh, why are they remaking?" They're like, "They're not. They're doing continuation." Of yeah. It. You know, they're doing a different. That is that's working more. I love what JJ did, and I, I was surprised more didn't do it. The prequel, sequel, reboot. Like what he did with Star Trek. Oh, right. That first Star Trek was all of it. They managed to do all. And that's the multiversal stuff we love. It's so funny with that one um, because I've never been a Star Trek fan. Yeah. So I don't care if they mess, move things around. Fair. But the Star Trek hardcore is like Star Trek hardcore. Like Robert Ryan Burnett was like, you know, he's he's like a hardcore. He doesn't want he wasn't he wants nothing to do with with changes and stuff. And there's a lot of people that that are like that. Yeah, I get that. I respect that. Um, But I like when they I like when they change it up. I like when they switch things around, and I think that um, I think that for Ghostbusters, that's why, and that's why I thought I with the one that with the Paul Feig one that mm-hmm. they made with the, with the ladies, to me it had nothing to do with the fact that they were ladies. Like they, like those are all talented talented women. Impossibly, it should have been connected to the overall story, and it didn't feel like a Ghostbusters. No, movie. my just, issue it felt like a Paul Feig film, which is great. Which is I like fine. his yeah, movies, but, but they're not Ghostbusters. No, movies. it didn't, and like and and the way that you're playing off. The, the opening trailer seems like it was connecting, yeah. and it has nothing to do with it. Like that's that's hard to do when you're when you're talking about an IP because that one was remaking and doing this thing, and it was it it doesn't matter if it was for women for men in that particular thing the way that that was set up it was a my opinion bad approach on how to do it. Yeah, it's nothing against all of those. Sure, the people talented. They're all of them. Yeah. all of them. Um, but it just 
the, the movie itself just did, just didn't hit for me. And I love Paul Feig. I think yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it just felt like one of his films, not like a Ghostbusters film. Yeah, just so. And this and feels like an Ivan Reitman film. That's cool. And I really like that Jason Reitman. Like he, he always said he'd never make a Ghostbusters film. This idea was good enough that it made him make yeah. this happen. Yeah. So there, there's a. So oh, look at that. We covered Dune, Ghostbusters, and obviously Eternals. And then yeah, you got Matrix coming out, yep. which is going to be massive. I'm excited no- for Red Notice that comes out soon. Yeah, that new trailer Netflix just film. dropped too, yeah. right? So what did you think about? It? I know that we, um, I think we, we briefly talked about it on our Spider-Man thing, and, and it's been out now for the public for probably a couple of days. Um, the the Uncharted trailer. I liked it, but I expected a Mark Wahlberg movie, and I feel like a lot of people didn't. So yeah. I feel like the thing I got out of it was like, okay, Mark Wahlberg's in it. It's kind of the thing they He's do just with playing him. Playing Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It's just like I mean that's it. Uh, that was the most disappointing part of the trailer for me. It was mm-hmm. when he was cast. I and I like Mark Wahlberg, but when when that was, when he was cast, I said he doesn't fit Sully. Did it's you play the game? Casually, I haven't beaten okay. it, but I've casually I'm but aware of it. Aware of it. Yeah. So he doesn't fit Sully. No. at all. Um, someone who who had said it. I think Malcolm said it on SCN Live. Um, the way that uh, that Bruce Campbell was in Burn Notice. Yeah, that's Sully. Yeah, that's I like Sully. that a lot. That's Sully. But, I mean, since I expected it two years ago, I didn't... The trailer's what I expected. You know what I mean? I've had two years to yeah, buffer. Yeah, people have more of a problem with Tom Holland as Nathan Drake than I do. Uh, I don't have a problem. It's a prequel series. He's younger. I, he, he's witty and stuff. I, I don't have a problem with him. I, mean, I think it's just because he's so connected to Spider-Man yeah. now that people just see Spider-Man as... Uh, and that's fair, but like, I, I don't have a problem with him. Um, and it's not even necessarily I have a problem with Wahlberg, but I have to be able to tell myself... Do not expect the Sully that you know from the game. That's exactly how the trailer felt. Yeah. And to me, like, I mean, I grew up 20 minutes from his neighborhood, so there's a Boston bias. But I know Mark Wahlberg movies are a thing I like. I just have to accept that before I go buy an Uncharted ticket. Right. So I don't know if I'm ever going to get an Uncharted movie that feels like the game to me. No, but I... I but him jumping on those boxes, awesome. that, that reminded me of the game. Sure. A I lot think of, that's the Venn diagram we're going to get. Yeah, we have to accept the, both things. The mission itself looked like the game. It 100%. felt like the game. It just felt like like a different character was helping him through it with yeah. Sully. It's like, like it's, that was just, it was legit just every character Mark Wahlberg has ever played. Yeah. that It, it, it wasn't Sully. So you just have to accept it's Mark Wahlberg's in That's like, what you have to do. It's him in the video game. Like, yeah. Hey, Mark Wahlberg's here to guide you through, kid. Like, it's not right. Sully. No. And I think that that's the, that is an easier said than done thing of asking video game fans to forgive that. Yeah. Because for me, like I said, I love the game. I love all the games, but I'm not as attached to it as I'm not a hardcore gamer. Never have been, but it's a lot of time. It's did you, of uh, did you see the ambulance trailer? No, I know that came out too. Who, yeah. Who's, who's it's, that? Uh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya. Uh, in a Michael Bay joint. Oh, okay. So it's so literally insane. I always get upset when I hear Michael Bay made another movie. Dude, though. it's it's his, like, it's, it looks more like his Pain and Gain and his uh, 13 Hours and, like, okay. The Rock than his Transformers Pearl Harbor, if right. that helps, which helps it, me. It, it does where I'm not a big Pain and Gain fan. Okay. But I understand the point. Sure. My, my it's re- success for my, success. My reason for Pain and Gain is that I think that he... He do, he turned that movie. The, the movie is a full on like there was tra- kind of tragic mm-hmm. thing that really and he happened. He made it a joke. He made it a joke. Yeah, um, that's hard. I get that. But the movie itself is it's it's to your point. It's, it's one of the, it's a better, well made film. The same way Thirteen Hours is right. Um, it's using his strengths instead of distracting from them. I always feel yeah. like Michael Bay is told to like be over there. I'm like, why don't you just let him be? And then Painting Game was that. Right. This looks like that. This is like, what if there's a heist and they right. steal an ambulance? Like that's a Michael Bay plot. Yeah. Uh, so I, I dug it, and uh, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal looks like the bad guy. 
which is okay. a nice turn. Like I, I'm excited to see that. He I'll looks like look. that local scumbag, like yeah. that guy well, everyone knows that no one deals with. Nightcrawler though, dude. Well, that that's like a villain. This feels like a scumbag. Okay. He's so like, it's cool to see him as that. Oh man, that is one of the best performances of all time. Gypped. That is one not of the great nominated? Oscar snubs ever. Not even nominated. Yeah. That and Prisoners are like, what a year he had. Right. But not even nominated for that movie. Disgusting. Nightcrawler. It's that's crazy. Like, yeah. Can you, can you bring up? Do you mind bring up who who was nominated that year? Yeah. Because I, I from what I remember. I remember that everyone that was nominated, I'm like, yeah, they're all really good, but like somebody could have probably gotten the boot over for him. For him, yeah. Because he was he was so good in that. So it moment. came out in twenty fourteen. Would that be the twenty fifteen Oscars? Yeah. Oh, it would be when, it, when the twenty fifteen Oscars aired, it would be for twenty fourteen. So I look up twenty fifteen Oscar nominees and I mean, yeah, I guess I guess. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Because the February twenty fifteen movie came out in twenty fourteen, so that'd be yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so best actor, Eddie Redmayne, who won. Michael Keaton for Birdman, Benedict Cumberbatch for Imitation Game, Bradley Cooper for Sniper, Fo- uh, Steve Carell for Foxcatcher. See, Steve Carell. I'm putting Carell, I'm sorry. I would have put in Steve Carell as supporting actor. Yeah. I wouldn't have put him as lead Because he's got like he's 30 minutes lead. of screen time. But he's not the lead. Right, it's Channing Tatum's lead. And, and, more, and Ruffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I move. I would have put him in the supporting. I think because they, because he, I think either Ruffalo or Tatum was nominated also. So that's probably, but I would I would have taken those guys out. Are we we're positive that was the same year? What year did Fox Hatcher come out? Uh, let me look that up. Because that should be that that'll, that'll give us, tell a, us the context. That'll tell us the context of it. Twenty fourteen. So that's the so right yeah. year. Yeah. So yeah, I move I move Carell to Sporting. because yeah. I mean J- John Hall in that is one John of Hall's the great performances. Won. And who yeah. and so Eddie Raymond Eddie, Eddie Raymond was really good in that movie though. Yeah, that was, was actually really a more stacked year than I remembered because I remember just being upset. I didn't Bird remember Man. the competition. Yeah, like, was, I just yeah. remember yeah. And and even Carell was great in that role, but it just to me that's not a that's not a lead role. And Nightcrawler, he's like eighty percent of that movie, maybe ninety. He's the he's the he's the, he's the movie. But even screen time, like yeah. it's it's on Rene Russo occasionally yeah. and stuff. But it's a it's a Jill and Hall. It is character study. It's so Jill yeah, Hill joint. And and him is the villain. It looks fun. And then Yaya Abdul Mateen, I would argue, is one of the most consistent resumes in town. Yeah. Like between the drama of, I mean, no, it's the uh, Watchmen guy. Wait, he's a he's Doctor Manhattan. I haven't seen I haven't seen Watchmen. Have you seen um? Who am I thinking of? In in have you seen Aquaman? Yes. Black Manta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's also he's in Matrix. He's he's Morpheus. Uh, he, oh, yeah, 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 yeah this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you think about his career, he, he's got Candyman for horror. He's okay. got Trial of Chicago 7 okay. for drama. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. action. Like, so he's, yeah, he's just up and checking coming. everything off. Totally. And now he's doing a Michael Bay film. So right. I'm like, oh, this guy's team, his agents are genius. They're like, what if you do every kind of movie and team up with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Bay? It's it's amazing how, like, people don't understand, like, the behind the scenes of it all, how important having the right team of agents and everything yeah. is. Because I always bring up, like, Zac Efron, right? Like yeah. Whoever Zac Efron's man, ag- agents were, I don't know if he still has the same, they were doing him wrong for a long time. He's talented. So talented. Very, he's, he's just done some shit. Yeah. Like, he's my human torch, man. Yeah. Because like, he's good. helping the planet, and he's like yeah. looks like he does. He's got arrogance, but he's a nice guy. What do you think's going on with Fantastic Four, bringing think, that up? I think it's coming. I think Soon? it's... Uh, yeah. what, what, so we're, we're in 2020, 2021. When do you think we see a Fantastic Four film? 2024. Wow, that soon? Yeah, late. To, I I would put it Christmas 2024, and I would make that the marketing. So you think Disney Plus they announced because you know Disney Plus has that announcement meeting? Not this year, next year. I think they're filming it in secret. Really? Next so year. you think they're going to announce within a year that the movie's coming? out? They never do that. They usually it always. It's always I think X Men and Fantastic Four are going to be like, hey, by the way, like I think it's going to be way more of a mic drop. So I think we get a Fantastic Four movie. I think it's 2025. Okay. Um, we've already got Kang, which makes me think it's sooner. Because Kang is his okay. grandfather, or depending on the continuity, his father. Yeah, didn't and they, did they set it up anywhere? Well, they were gonna, it looked like they were kind of setting up in WandaVision, but they didn't. Right. 
So I feel like Fantastic Four is going to be mm. sooner, and I also feel like we're going to get a little distance between the X-Men, but I feel like the X-Men are going to be cast yeah. in secret, and yeah. then we're going to get like a big... I think they're waiting for a Hall H moment where they bring out the entire Fantastic Four and then the entire X-Men, and it's going to... Yeah, well, like D23 or something? Yeah. But it's going to be one of those like Avengers Assemble moments where they're going to have it done, right. and then they're going to be like, by the way, it comes out in this year. It's interesting. I'm so, there's, so, there's so much coming out. I think 2024 was their goal. Yeah. It might have shifted because of COVID. Because the, the stack of movies right, just moved. Right. But I think from the beginning, the, every time they showed that four in phase four, which is the Fantastic yeah. Four four, I was like, oh, Kevin Feige's going to be that guy that's like, comes out 2024, phase four. Right. Like, I think that was the goal, might have moved, but I, moved. that's what I would have done. Yeah, because he's a big Fantastic Four guy, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And he's a big, like, enjoys the symmetry of numbers thing. They moved, I, I told you the June 16th thing, right? Mm. Loki, you've seen Loki. Yeah. You know when the multiverse kicks off? Yeah. That episode aired on June 16th. Yeah. They moved it from Fridays to Wednesday, remember? Uh, sure. The other shows were on Friday. Yeah, that, they moved oh, it to the, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Loki yeah, yeah. was on Wednesday. Wednesday, June sixteenth. That is six one six. The regular Marvel Cinematic Universe that launches the multiverse is the six one six universe. Oh, is there? Oh, okay. Come on. That's, that's what they literally do, yeah. moved the date to give Kevin Feige an Easter egg. Got so it. I guarantee, if he can do twenty twenty four, he's gonna make sense. it happen. Okay, that makes sense. That's a lot. See, like that's that's more dense than internals. <laughs> 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 that whole that whole thing that you just said was more dense than the entire internals. Yeah. So if you guys tracked that. Eternals yeah. is for you. But, yeah, so uh, there's there's a lot going on in both, and then, and we didn't really talk about it much. I thought DC fandom was great. I loved it. Dude, the Batman trailer. I cannot stop incredible. thinking about it. It's my phone background. It was incredible. I can't it stop. Was, yeah, it was great. So like, so it was funny because I saw all these, and I talked about it in my in the episode, I think, with, uh, with Steph when we talked about it, but, like, I thought it was so silly. There were people who were talking about how they thought that the the event itself wasn't good. It was a Comic-Con. It was a Comic-Con. Like walking into an event and saying, okay, well, they're, they're talking about comic books, I don't necessarily like that, so I'm going to wait until, like, the, the movie panel, and I'll, and I'll do that. And it was during a plague. Like, at yeah. the end of the day, these movies have all been delayed. At the end of the day, they've right. had to... St- like, so when people are like, it didn't give us enough new stuff, I'm like, you know the people that... Three-quarter million people have been not making movies because they died. Like, right. it's been a tricky time. I, I and th- th- I, I thought, thought they was, leveled up beautifully. I thought it was good. I, th- I still think that I... I I understand why because of the international audience. I think Tiffany Smith should just hosted the whole thing. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with bias. No, no, we it, it was it was just the fact that I think that one particular host and she's so welcoming and everything too. And um I just think that that would have served a little better. I thought some of the jokes were cheesy, some of the things missed, but that happens in every panel. Every like how many panels have we seen for people <sighs> talking about like this is another 40 minutes and I've got to wait for that to get no. my seats. Yeah, no, this didn't have any of that. No, I thought, well, I mean, it had some of it, but Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman panel was great. Mm-hmm. The 80 years thing. I thought that and, and the trailers that they showed, I, I would have, you know, it would have been nice to see, to see some kind of trailer with Aquaman because if they could put together. The scene stuff was pretty. It was cool. They but just I mean, started filming in July. When did they start filming the uh, Flash? Uh, Flash wrapped the day after Fandom. Oh, it wrapped, it wrapped. though. Okay. So that movie was more so at least, done. So at least they had some. Yeah, but I just I always remember when Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie came out, they were filming for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. They flew them in and they flew them back. But they put together yeah. a, it was like a full-on trailer. James Gunn's like a different kind of genius. But like, they could have done that. Probably. I feel like James Wan is a there more ponderous director than people give him credit for. I, know, and I feel like could, James Gunn more of a music video. Yeah, but you could have done, a, done minute, a minute and 30 of, of the footage. If you had a Shazam that, if you, gave us some footage. It was more, but it, it was, was still behind the scenes yeah. with Shazam. I think that uh, because if you could put in a, like a minute and thirty yeah. on those two, that's that's the only thing for the for those two that I would like to see a little bit more behind the scenes stuff was cool. They yeah. clearly have a 
good vision of it. So the black, like Black Adam, black Adam, Adam didn't awesome. start. Black Adam just started filming. Yeah, and they had a scene. Yeah, they showed a scene. Like that's what I meant. Like that Black Adam. I would have preferred a scene than a trailer, only because of how far until they're sure. done. Sure. Because if it were waiting two years, I don't want to know too much. Sure. A scene though, like Black Adam. Black Adam did it perfect. Yes. And Black Adam, that reminded me of Terminator 1. Yeah. The way he shows up. and Stunning. Like, all of it. So yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I want to see more of. Yep. But I thought it was a good event. I liked it. And, and it, it, do, it did make me say, okay, well, what's... I don't do the Red Sox-Yankee thing for DC and Marvel. I, I watch them as, as a fan on both. So I, I it's more about like, oh, what's Disney going to do now? It's like, no more than I want to see what kind of stuff do they have. What's the property? Yeah, what's I'm, have? I'm more invested in the individual properties even than the unit. It's yeah. just Marvel happens to put out more. People are always like, you're a Marvel guy. I'm like... They've made more for longer, and they put out five times more a year so yeah. far. DC's starting to catch up, so you'll hear more about DC from me. My background oh, is not Oh, it's so funny, Marvel. dude. When I get that sometimes, too, I'm like, look, guys, I know I know shit about equal. Yeah. Well, like, you know, like, I asked Koi 75 questions of Eternals like, throughout this it. This means this. What does this, this mean? This. Uh, Who is that? Th- that's, that's it. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't pretend that I know about all this stuff. I go in as a fan of movies to, to watch these things, and... For me, like the Star Star Wars is yeah, and that, I would have been doing the same with you. With if Wars. we saw Star Wars, I'd be like, "What's, What's that a mean? Jedi? Who's that? Right, <laughs> right." And so, for me, the Disney Plus event, as cool as the the Marvel announcements and all that stuff will be, and whatever it's trailers that they show, I, I, I'm hoping and crossing my finger, we're gonna see a Boba Fett trailer. That that I know we're gonna see. I think we're getting a minute, Obi Wan. I hope so. I think that's we'll get a little bit. that's what that because they they're pretty deep into filming. Yeah. So. That would be nice to see that trailer. That will steal the internet of the day if they release that. Yeah. Um, we're not going to see anything Acolyte yet because I don't think they started. We could see something from Andor. Sure. Because Andor started filming already. So, And we still don't know what comes out first, Andor or, or Obi-Wan. So that, that hasn't really been confirmed. So I think you'll see trailers on at least – you'll definitely see Boba Fett. Yeah. You'll get news on on Mandalorian because I think the Carl Weathers said they just started filming. Yeah, I think we'll get a little taste. I'm not sure, but um, I think we're getting a little bit of Black Panther footage. For whatever reason, I just have an instinct yeah. about it. What I think, think about all those Marvel pushes, by the way. I mean, I, I my biggest thing was I understood why they do it. I think they got the hell out of the way of the Batman for Doctor Strange. I think it's because the events that Doctor Strange needs to cover yeah. are bigger than they had anticipated mm. the reaction being to. Mm. I think it's actually a positive versus... I think I think inherently by saying run from Batman, it, it implies a negative. I think they just want to be able to make something that doesn't feel like they squished it. Because Doctor Strange, if you think about it, has to be the ending of WandaVision, the ending of Loki, the ending of... Like, it's so many yeah. things. I feel like if, if the movie isn't a, a an Avengers-level bow, they should have moved it. And I think that's what they did. The problem is you move the most... Yeah, everything else yeah it's yeah. a cascade i just none of the movies took a big hit except indiana jones yeah a year and i think that was also his injury it was his injury too from what they were saying i think it's a combination I of know. release dates and, like, and they're probably like hey this is probably a good thing for us because he's injured we need to move things around anyway Dude, 70 so. something he's gonna be like 81 man yeah What's, oh what, jesus I'm, is pre- he I'm pretty sure he's like i think i think he's like 81 oh my god i think i think okay, hold on harrison Ford. well at least when the movie comes out he'll be 81 because that's next year uh, or not next year. He's seventy nine right now. You're right, so he'll be eighty one because it comes out God in two years. Damn, it comes out in two years. Spry though, Spry met him at that Ford Ferrari thing. Yeah. Lovely guy, you, impossibly yeah, I, kind. He was he was really nice. I got to talk to him for uh, the Force Awakens, and I remember just he had mentioned something about the Falcon, and I was just like, oh. So <laughs> he gave me one of my best hosting advice. Oh yeah. I was uh, I thanked him for how he treats journalists, and I was like, you don't let people like run you around. You like give integrity, and he, and he stopped, and he's like, I got one rule: if there's dead air. 
it's theirs. <laughs> and I was like, it rhymes and it, it hit me. And he, I got the point. And I'm like, yeah, if, if it's the host's job to make sure there's never a moment that makes the talent look bad, yeah. it's on you. If there's dead air, it's theirs. And I've remembered that forever and I got the point. He was great. I felt the power. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> powerful, got the dude. Force. I just hope, I mean, I'm, I'm, that's another one where how, how they're going to play with that. But it's, it, it's so bizarre for me to say, because I love Spielberg. It's one of my favorites of all time. I think it makes more sense to give that property to Mangold than it does have Spielberg do it. I think so. Yeah. I think he's too tied to it. Yeah. I think I think Harrison is tied to the character. I think he's tied to the movies. Yeah. I think, uh, like, in a negative way. Yeah. But, look, this was a fun conversation. A lot we of ain't stuff. done with Eternals yet, man. We got a lot of Eternals to talk about because we have that spoiler review. Yeah. We'll be doing that. Um, again, the movie comes out this Friday. Koi and I will be, we'll most likely drop the spoiler review on Sunday. So that way you guys can uh, can check it out. See, I mean, it's a possibility that we just drop it again on, on, on the Monday and that be the episode. We'll figure it out when we shoot the damn thing. We haven't done it yet. He's going to go see it again. Yeah. Um, and then we'll talk about it for sure. But thank you guys. IMAX. Recommend IMAX. I mean, you like the, yes. the bigger the, and the sound design. Get you in it. Absolutely should. And thank you guys for joining us here today. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Go to Spotify. Anywhere the podcasts are found, the big thing. Subscribe to this channel if you haven't done so already. Thank you, everybody, who's been leaving comments. I respond to all of them. You guys are the best. We're back on Wednesday with another show. And check out our reviews and our reactions and all that. Peace. <laughs>